I'm Sean Majors here with Matt Hankins and Matt. There was so much havoc allowed against the Sun Belt yesterday. I don't know if there's any havoc left to allow for the rest of the season. I'd like to say you're welcome to the podcast or to the uh, to our podcast listeners, hey, but to the college football world <laughs> at large. I think it is this podcast that did this yesterday. We started talking about <laughs> havoc allowed, not knowing what it was. And immediately no. had it shown to us in its full glory. So much havoc was um, indeed allowed. From a I don't even know what teams are in the Sun Belt anymore. T- uh, from Texas A&M to Nebraska and Notre Dame. Correct. Big, big, big upsets, uh, I believe, all against Correct. the Sun Belt. Let's start with Texas A&M. You know, you know should, here's the deal, Shani. Here's the deal. As a service to our listeners, do we just start with Alabama and get it out of the way? Because the the, the yeah, least interesting yeah, we, part of this podcast today is going to be us yeah. talking about Alabama. Do we just get it out of the way, be done with it, and Let's then go it. and enjoy? Because that's basically, I'd like to mirror my Saturday yesterday. Because... <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the day, I just kept saying, "Get it out of the hey, way." Thanks, guys. I really appreciate this. Nobody's going to be talking about Alabama after these after this day. Oh my God! Uh, big noon game of the week. It felt really great. Uh, to it, 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 even the wait was still a little too a little long because I woke up on unfortunately at seven and got way too many errands done bit. before an 11 a.m. I made a trip to time. just outside of Pullman Yards where our good friends at the Fan Control Football League run uh, to watch my kid get absolutely destroyed at soccer and then back <laughs> home and still had to wait. I mean, I was picking up prescriptions. I was buying Delta 8. Um... One one hot take that we heard from a uh, former uh, executive producer, w- w- the the once and future executive producer of the show, uh, uh, Darren Kinnard, uh, should Texas be kicked out of the SEC? <laughs> Already. 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 <laughs> as, as we've talked about on this podcast, I do have a soft spot for Texas. Mm-hmm. They make it. You keep Austin they, I, because I have a soft spot for Austin. Like that is where mm-hmm. this comes from primarily. Uh, a lot of it has to do with Centromatic, uh, but, but just it, I keep I have a soft spot for that team because they're in Austin. That's Austin's team. But like everything outside the walls of those state of that stadium are completely different than what goes on inside that stadium, and so it's a tough juxtaposition <laughs> for me. But nonetheless, um, I, the thing about Texas yesterday is they did show up and they looked like the the, in, the environment was up to par. Um, you, everybody from the Alabama side coming out of that game talked about how loud and crazy it was. And it was. Like, it came through the television. It was insane in there. Yeah. Um, Texas sure. is prepared for this. And Texas will have the odd opportunity that, 
a team like Texas or Alabama or Michigan or any of the other blue blood prestige programs throughout, they don't really get to be underdogs or get to feel like they're out of place a lot. Texas coming into the SEC is going to feel like they've got something to prove. And they showed and proved yesterday. So it just it's cool. I don't I don't want to get lost in the very, very many bad things I'm about to say about Alabama. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want it to get lost in there that Texas did their part. Texas showed up and played very well. Of course, well. of course. If I so I was told yesterday that this was a uh, horrid take, but uh, Alabama's offensive line and secondary might need some work. Who told you that was a horrid take? A very dumb football. Correct. Because guess what, guys? Um, The offensive line, I don't know. I don't know with those guys because on certain plays they look great. On other plays they look terrible. It could be a a thing of they don't know how to call. Like certain plays they don't do well with. Um, But the secondary on every pass looked like a garbage. If I may, well, yeah, uh, to, to your last point, uh, we made, and you know, this is, this is a favorite, uh, uh, basically where I always go after a former, uh, once and future host of, uh, of throw the flag, Matt, uh, Matt freezer Creel. Um, anytime a quarterback overperforms against Alabama, uh, he would always say that, uh, we're making him look like Johnny Unitas out there. We made a second string quarterback of Texas look like Michael Vick. The parallels between this game and that terrible Iron Bowl that I would love to never have to talk about again are terrifying. Again, offense underperforming, quarterback down to one leg, still making it happen deep into the game. Um, I just don't understand it. it. Uh, But yeah, the, the offensive line, I feel like can jail, can get better. They can get it together. Um, sure, and I think that they can be helped by their very stupid offensive coordinator. I think that group can be helped by that. I don't know what you can do for these defensive backs because I see them playing. You know, Alabama defensive backs play Nick Saban's technique, which is a lot of con- make contact until the referees start calling it, and then try to figure out something else. Yes. Um, yesterday, they were buoyed <laughs> by the fact that this was the this was I have to believe the worst officiated game overall. Just bad officiating. I mean, and I do not mean penalties in three quarters. Alabama averaged a a penalty every three minutes in the first three. And quarters Alabama earned all those penalties. That is not what I'm 100%, 100%, saying. 100%, 100%. I'm just saying from agreed, a standpoint agreed. of consistency, from a standpoint of missed calls, from a standpoint of making calls and then doing weird stuff. Yeah, like this was just a bad day for officials, an ineffective day. For officials, but I don't know what the you defensive know, and, backs can do to get better. I said earlier, like the defense is going to go as Kool Aid goes because he is the primary cornerback, yeah. and he was scorched a good bit yesterday. Yeah, he needs to turn in his nickname. Um, that uh, not not a great performance from Kool Aid McKinstry, and you know, <laughs> even outside of those fifteen penalties in forty five minutes of gameplay, that. You kind of got the feeling that the refs were even like, "Well, we're not going to." At some point, they got tired. I like. I I made the joke. I said, "I think there were pass interference calls that were not called against Alabama." Out of flags, they're out. They have (laughs) run out of flags. They they laundered them. They're in the. They're done. They just don't have anymore. No, it was a it was a bad game, a poorly executed game from Alabama in many uh, now. 
Do I think that if Alabama cleaned up a lot of those penalties and uh, executed a little better, do they still blow Texas out? Nope. Not what I am saying at all. No. They no, were never going no. to cover that number because Texas was better. And, and Twenty and a half. The other like, thing. Like, and and I'm as, <laughs> I am a part of the terrible group that I'm about to talk about. Anybody with a microphone in front of their face who professes to know something about football is a snake oil salesman who is lying to you. Everybody. Sign up for a Patreon at patreon.com. The two things Just that kidding. we knew going into that game, based on what all of us had said and heard, was A, Alabama's going to beat Texas by a lot, but B, yeah. The best thing Texas has is B. John Robinson. He's the best running back in the country. And he might be the best running back in the country. But Texas's defense showed up. Texas's defense showed up and, you know, put aside the whole Colt McCoy bullshit from 15 years ago. Uh, he faked that injury. <laughs> um, but the the uh Texas starting quarterback who got injured and looks like the older brother from Stranger Things uh he he they they may have won that game if 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 not for if Dallas Turner doesn't uh go a little too hard maybe a, i mean maybe uh but they might have won the championship game but for for me i do not want to see any quarterback get injured that's clear let's state that before anybody runs with that story of course but you, as I've stated many times, I'm really here for the storytelling. I'm here for the narrative. That's my favorite part of college football. And just the fact that ESPN ran that story about Colt McCoy oh and Marcel Darius, and they did all that, and then in, almost immediately, into almost in the exact same time frame, uh, the exact same scenario <laughs> that it happens, and it looks, it's a... All we needed was a, like, a botched... Right, like, it was a similar injury, even, like... I like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I want. And then the backup, and much like Gilbert, came in and they conservative, conservative. Yeah. What we forget about that national championship game is there was a time where Texas got on the march in that game, and it looked like the momentum was about to shift. Yeah. And I messaged somebody yesterday during the, the fourth quarter, like, where is Eric Anders? Can we get him on the field right now? <laughs> get him out of that cage and get him onto this field. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was a game. We won twenty to nineteen in pure and Alabama. It fashion. Almost had the worst possible scenario, and I, as soon as I saw it, like I felt like a real prognosticator yesterday, because as soon as I saw the Texas kicker's last name, I texted someone. I said, mm. "Oh Do my you god, you know how like, angry I'm going to be when he hits if the Auburn beats Alabama field goal." And the headlines read, Auburn beats Bama Auburn. in Texas. I was like, I'm going to be sent around the bend, and I'll be damned. It, and the person I'm texting, it, I don't know why I'm being so secretive. It was former host of this show, Matt Freezer Creel. And Freezer <laughs> says somewhere in the... Say his name. <laughs> Say his And Freezer says somewhere in the third quarter, this is really shaping up for uh, Auburn to hit a field goal to get this thing uh, 1917. Oh, my and God. Be damned 100%. if it doesn't happen. And then Gus Johnson does it. Auburn with a chance to beat Alabama. I was like, God damn it, Gus. I can't believe it took I him know. that long. I mean, that was, that was the fifth well, time he was, the kicker was on the field. Nice about about Gus. He saved it for the right moment. He saved he did. it for the moment. Like, that was the call. Um, but 
in all of this, Alabama, woe is me. That's the thing I wanted to avoid because nobody wants to hear that. Like it was, but I'll say this: my God, Bryce Young, my God, Bryce Young, and that more than anything. Even though the fact that we won a game on the road against a nationally named opponent who played, it was a bad game we played, we still won it. Um, even though that happened, we're so spoiled, we can only look at, oh, ho-hum, we should have did this, we should have did that. We, me, now I won't put this on the list, I am not appreciating the best quarterback to ever play at this school playing right in front of me. I mean... You know, we, uh, I think last week we talked about um, uh, uh, Bill O'Brien, you know, mentioning that he, that Bryce, Bryce Young is the third smartest, uh, smartest yeah. player he's ever coached behind Tom Brady. And like, I was like, whatever, of course, um, like, no, maybe he is. That twenty yard run on the last drive. Oh, you mean the uh, one that there was? A, it, it did. It didn't a save the season. Hold on the outside We've seen edge. That, that they did. Oh call. my god. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is uh it, it it truly is something. And the guy's hilarious in the Dr. Pepper commercial. We give it up time. for that. The guy he has that dude natural says, comic parents now. timing. Get out of my room. Uh, it's Chef's Kiss. He's a wonderful young man. You can you can have the greatest comedy writers but in the you country. You cannot change that face. That Dun- face is made for doesn't that mean face shit is going to be on TV like for Young. a long, long time. Yeah, um, we probably should address. Yeah. I, I hate the horns down deal. Um, I hate it. That got big traction with Nick saying, "Don't do that shit." As he ran off the field, um, and I just want to be clear about why I say I hate the gesture. It is not because I'm a classy football fan. It's not that. It's no, the exact it. opposite. I think Alabama is so much better than everyone else. We're too good for that. It is worse than being classy. I am haughty, and that is worse. Yeah. yeah uh, well, uh. it's worse. <laughs> it's worse. worse. Um, if if I may read you the dumbest headline ESPN could possibly generate after. Uh, let me say ESPN. one thing before you do Tech- that. Let me get to one. Let me make one last point on this business, um, because I'm, one of our goals here has always been to keep Alabama fans in check and give us some perspective. Um, After that game yesterday, after the field goes hit and and the pass gets knocked down at the end or whatever, the game ends, my first reaction is to jump up, yes! And I'm like, God, I hate this. I text somebody, football is dumb. And then somebody somebody who does not watch football but knows me, is like, how happy are you right now? I said, I'm four. And then immediately I said, you know what? I shouldn't be like this because I remember the time when John Parker Wilson threw a touchdown to Matt Cadell to beat Arkansas in a fourth quarter situation. And we were jumping around in the yard because we couldn't go inside to watch the game because we'd gone outside to smoke. And that's when the comeback started. We could not break the motion. We watched it through the screen door. Um, but yeah, like I was like smoking Newport. <laughs> yes, but that is where we used to be. This is where we are now. So just keep it in perspective, gang. Um, a pair of headlines from ESPN.com. 
Texas and the Sun Belt rattled CFB's hierarchy in the weekend that upended the sport. Texas lost the game. Texas <laughs> did indeed lose the game. Um, Just underneath it, strength or a pair of top ten upsets to Sun Belt teams and Alabama's close call has opened up the race to the college football playoff. It, did they just write that Alabama loss and they're like, well, we can't let this ink go to waste? Yeah, at 19 to 17, they started making the columns. How dare ESPN infringe on the Sun Belt historic day by saying, also, Texas almost beat the number one. They, the spread was dumb. Spread was dumb. 20 points was, was obviously spread. dumb. Bad spread. Uh, it wasn't the Michigan-Hawaii uh, spread, which was oddly very, very accurate. Um, but uh, super dumb, super dumb. And while we're talking about do you want to go Sunbelt or do you want to, while we're on in-state teams, do you want to go Auburn? Cause I don't have a lot to say about that, so let's get it out of the way, too. Is there reason to worry even more so today? Um, San Jose State, one of the worst teams in FBS. Uh, the game was not in hand. Basically, San Jose State cannot play 60 minutes against yeah, the, at, at, the, the Queens yes. Corgis. Um, so Auburn was always going to win that game, but took them a while to kind of get it in the hand. Um, should Auburn fans be worried? Not just on that game, right? Like that game... You can write. You can write off anything that happened yesterday because yesterday clearly had the thumbprints of craziness on it, and we get one of those a season. It's usually not week two, but here we are. We might get more than <laughs> one of those this season. It's possible, but like I hope so. I, I don't think you can really look at yesterday's results and say, "Oh, blah 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 blah." But when you start to pile them up. And Auburn has had those performances far too frequently. That is where the worry should come from. Because while the Mercer game, um, they didn't cover. And I'm not a gambling dude, but like they didn't cover. But there's that big rain delay. And so I'm ready to. I'm not ready to really hang that as regular either. Um, but if I'm a man fighting for my life, a man who essentially was fired in the offseason, like if... If yeah. uh, if a thing goes this way or that way, he's out of there. If that happens, if you've got that hanging over your head and you can't get your team to do more than that and put some of these guys away, then yeah, there is cause for concern because of the accumulation of evidence rather than the single data point. Um, I do. I mean, you, you mentioned this a couple times last week, but I, I do appreciate how much stock you put into a rain delay. How much leeway you give uh, a performance of a team's, and I just imagine you as a football coach, like during a rain delay, you're like, "You guys okay? You guys staying yeah, in good. it?" Like, yeah, coach, we're we're fucking I don't here, know, guys. Man. Like, Looks like you're fucking <laughs> off to me. Looks like you're fucking off. See a lot of phones in hands. Don't see a lot of playbooks in hands. <laughs> I've been watching tape this entire see a lot time. Of phones, not playbooks. That's all I'm saying. What? Well, and I'll point to this: a 15 minute power outage. Almost swung the Super Bowl. Like, sure. what do you mean almost? <laughs> he would have the Harbaugh he would have ball, a trophy baby. that mattered in his case. Almost, uh, but Ugh. yeah, like I think that's a because it's a it is a at the difference 
And a lot of times it's going to be depth and how focused you are. Because at some level, at big time college football, the teams are not always equal, but on any given Saturday, somebody can get you because there's good players on either side. And if their good players play great and your good players play okay, you're beat. And like in those, and also in those moments where if you are leading going into that rain delay, you can't make a whole lot of adjustments because what you're doing is working. Those fuckers over there can. They can sit around and come up with a scheme or two. So yeah, I'm, 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 you got body clocks. I got rain delays. You, you heard it here from Matt Hankins. There are very fine people on both sides. So let's get to the Sun Belt. Uh, <laughs> um, what a wacky weekend, huh? Um, let's get to Texas A&M. $10 million a year Jimbo Fisher is uh, collecting from uh, College Station. I mean, I didn't even watch the game. It wasn't even on my radar. I thought App State was going to be completely beat up and spent from their marathon from North Carolina last week. And my God, do I see the score and time running down on the uh, on the ticker on another uh, game. And so I, I, I switched over. Obviously... Alabama has gone to the playoffs multiple times without even winning their division. The season is not lost for Jimbo Fisher, but if you're an A&M fan right now, if you're an A&M player right now, Hankins, what what's going through your mind after losing to Appalachian State being one of the only two teams in history to be ranked in the top 10 and lose to Appalachian State? Of course, famously Michigan. All right, so obviously that's the place everyone went because of the big Michigan upset. I want to I want to talk about that game in comparison to this game. That game was in the 30s, right? It was 30-something to, like, was it? I think it was, yeah, I think it was like Something like that, 31. yeah. Um, that game was full of wacky plays, a little of this, a little of that, and it ended famously with a big block field goal. Like, that's the big... 34-32, block field goal, return for a touchdown, that stuff. This didn't yeah. happen in App State A&M. No. App State lined up man-to-man and whooped that ass. Yeah, App State, completely different team uh, today than they were on September 1st. Yes, and App State is a team that clearly can beat you. They're not, this is this is an upset, obviously. Um Sure. But if to get to your original question, if I'm an AM player, what I'm thinking is we gotta do it ourselves. Because like <laughs> I would love to be putting the screws to Jimbo Fisher right now. But you'd put the screws to Jimbo if there was a boneheaded mistake or he was trying something wacky like trying out two quarterbacks. No. Like Jimbo put his best out there. Um, they did their thing and they got whipped up front. They got out physical by App State. So, honestly, that's got to fall. Now, were they not prepared well? Were they focused somewhere else? All those things can land at Jimbo's doorstep. But what can't land on his doorstep is, guys, what we're doing on this field ain't working. We're getting out muscled. We're getting pushed around. Where is your famous Aggie pride that you hear the midnight yell and get fired up and you just say, all right, guys, we got to hunker down. I always, in situations like this, and dead gummit, I, the, his, his name just went out of my head. Um, but there was... Harry Styles. <laughs> there was, in the Alabama-Georgia SEC Championship game from 2012, there's a moment where, 
Alabama's just getting whooped up front. It's 21 to 10. They can't get anything going. Nothing's working. And the chance Warmack maybe, uh, but one of the big time Alabama offensive linemen, there's a play where they get blown off the line of scrimmage and they just get whipped. And he has a come apart on the field. He is gesticulating and gyrating and he's punching the air and he's grabbing his guys and he's saying, enough of this shit. No more. Yeah. And from that moment, that offensive line didn't lose a battle up front the rest of the game. That's what A&M needed yesterday was somebody to grab somebody by the face mask and say, I'm not letting you fucks drag me down through this mud. I'm not dealing with having to hear about this loss for the rest of this week. This stops right now. And that did not happen. So whatever they need to do to get that corrected is the first thing they've got to get done. You know, uh, Appalachian State outgained Texas A&M 305 to 186. Had 22 first downs. Aggies had nine. The the Mountaineers controlled time of possession. They basically two to one. Forty one minutes and twenty nine like seconds. Eighteen thirty one. Yeah, like that That's is not. In, that say, is not. Oh man, we got caught. Oh. We got caught with our pants down. Looking forward to. I don't even know who A&M has next week. I assume it's the open of conference play, but I don't know. No, Miami. It's not. It's, it's Miami. They got Miami next week. It's Miami, and you know what, Hankins? We we said on this, you know, I I Joe, I I'm I'm not going to call any prediction I made this offseason a joke to cover myself, but there were some sure, ones made in jest just to do it. But we both you and I said very seriously that Texas A and M will more than likely be three and two by the time they yeah. come to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, and they are halfway, halfway to heaven. Um, like. That is the thing that you could – Jimbo's got to figure out why that happened. But as it's happening, that's up to somebody who's got a big-ass NIL deal to say, not on my watch. <laughs> and that is where where before I would have stood up for the players to say, hey, man, you know, this thing, that thing, the kids, blah, blah, blah. Nope. I wanted y'all to get paid. You have now gotten paid. Yeah. So now I have to treat you like you are being paid to do this job. You are not doing the yes. job. Yes, that's fair. hundred percent. That is a hundred percent. hundred percent. Hey guys, like you hear that, and I don't know if this stat is true. It's just it's Twitter fodder. It could be. I did not research this, but it is not. It is believable to hear this that Texas A and M's NIL budget might be bigger than App State's football budget. <laughs> like it might be. It, I, I, it might be. I would say with certainty that it <laughs> like, is. That, you cannot have um, that happen. So in that way. And again, Trump, if they had gotten beaten on some fluky wackadoodle play, I'd be laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, this was this whipped. was a defensive battle. It was 17 to 14. And the one big this wacky was, play, the special teams thing that breaks the thing apart, yeah, A&M yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. They had the big return and still couldn't capitalize yeah. on it. I mean, to your point, this was not a uh, you know a blocked uh, a blocked field goal at the very end. Um, I trying not to spend the entire show on this, but um, I I think I've probably mentioned Zach Calzada's name more than any other person in amateur uh-huh. sports radio. Um, have we ever? Has anybody ever talked about why the hell he left? Oh, well, I thought about he, he was, was the starter well, he last was, year. He was the backup, right? He's the one that beat Alabama. I don't watch football. He's the one that beat Alabama. 
Okay, so yes. he was the backup because the quarterback got hurt prior to because that was a. Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about. But that. But I think what it, the it, the bigger point there is is it quarterback play that's that's causing I, this. Jimbo me. can't pick a quarterback. He can't do it. He he got lucky with Jameis Winston. And he had a decision to make there too. He made the right one, but the other guy wanted one one national championship too. Didn't steal crab leg one. Yeah. Did not get charged for yep. uh, any sexual based crimes. Come on. S- say his name. Say his name. I Jake Coker. <laughs> oh. God, I hope Jake's his first. It just it feels so good. It feels so good just to hear that name again. You know, yesterday was rough watching the Texas game. But so many good memories to, to, let, <laughs> to I, lean back on. When somebody gives me the business, I often say, you know what, guys, in my time as an Alabama football fan, I go to sleep on seven national championships. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, like, because um, I remember, again, uh, I, I think Freezer had, had broken the news to us when it happened, but the uh, that we were getting Jameis Winston's back. Yes. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah, anything. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Made that tall fuck standing in the door. But, like, for Texas A&M, um, I said many times, look, it was during the uh, Clemson-Georgia Tech game, and we're having our chats about it or whatever, and I said, this game will be interesting until the first pick six. And sure enough, yeah. there was a turnover that led to a pretty quick touchdown. That was the end of that. A&M actually... <sighs> I hate every I, look. Everything I say is draped in being an Alabama fan because that's what I am. Like that is the lens that I view things through. Just and go for it, man. People trust you. People when, love when you. Alabama has a shitty game. The silver lining we always take away is well, the close game mafia won again, yeah. and <laughs> it gives Nick Saban things to focus on to tighten them up. It is good. Yeah, it's better to if you can expose your your flaws in a win. And then move on. Okay. Yeah, so same thing Ohio State. A&M had the opportunity for that when they returned that kickoff. When the kickoff return yep. happens, that's the big momentum swing. They're sawing the horns. They're singing their cult songs. Everybody's having a great time. <laughs> I want a gift of you. Sawing them horns, baby. Right sawing them horns. <laughs> um, that is the moment that game should turn around. It did not. Yeah. So not only do they lose and, the game, they lost the opportunity to take a win in and still get better, to salvage something out of a close one. No, now you got to salvage something out of a loss, and you got to fool with Miami, and that's that's trouble. I mean, I guess they need a 13th man to harness that momentum in that game. But, um, and, you know, I... Uh, I, I hate to go back to last week, but there are two things that we do need to talk about last week. And then we'll get back to the Sunbelt Supremacy. Um, hashtag Sunbelt Supremacy. Uh, Brian Kelly has already lost the team. Um, that that LSU-FSU game was, of course, uh, rivaled the Florida-Utah game last week uh, for the best uh, game of the week. But um, did you see the, the press yeah. conference after the game? Blaming yeah. players gets gets like dunked yeah. on by a very young reporter. Yeah. <laughs> um, can LSU recover? I mean, they beat. I assume they beat Southern yesterday. But 
what what happens from here for the rest of the well, season? Well, he has a full year of easy living because and I I I won't criticize him in this regard because I don't know how bare that cupboard actually is due to Coach O's year of Coach O, Summer of Love, Ed Orgeron. If we, by the way, did you did you see the clip during the uh, uh, SEC Nation yesterday morning of Orgeron saying, "Well, uh, you know, they came to me and said we want you to leave and uh, give me we're going to give you seventy five hey, Where's the door? So I said, "Where's, where's the, the door?" door? Like, a national treasure. Lord, I, love it. Lord I, I will point out that this podcast is always put on Ed Ogeron, and I was always coaching. Always. Um, always. You you And him, like, leaving the, his his final press conference, like, you guys been real fat of me. Appreciate you. Love you. Hey, you. if you, if you come down to Destiny, we got some, uh, we, we got some, we got some suntan lotion for you. Hey, appreciate y'all. Thank you. Go Tigers. Is Ed Orsheron the greatest He's man living, to he ever live? He is certainly live. living the best life. He hit on the AD's wife. Gas station. Gas station. That's how strong his shot is. That's how. I'm, and I'm imagining shirtless. Oh, well, obviously. He doesn't own a shirt. They hand him that shirt when he walks into the press conference, and he hands it back to him when he walks out. <laughs> and he has that weird, like, fat buff. Uh, yeah, he's Brian Dennehy body. <laughs> there are so many Brian Dennehys in the SEC. <laughs> but yeah, um, he's Brian Kelly. Sorry, I got. He's it got up. a year to to be okay, but I don't think this ever works for him there. I just because Notre Dame obviously is a brand. Obviously, they are as big a program as LSU. I'm not. However, they are different because Notre Dame is structured that the coach is it. And in a pinch, Notre Dame is going to back the authority. It's in their DNA. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, kind of what they're built on is the ultimate higher authority is the authority, so they respect authority. (laughs) <laughs> LSU ain't that. No, and you know this is this is what makes the sport we love so fucking fascinating, Hankins, because you can't just drop a Brian Kelly. Of course, famous last words. He he might win the national championship this year. Who win? He won't. But you can't just drop any coach into can't any program. It. You can't do it. A a, a, a like a hundred million dollar coach into any program and expect you dropped Urban Meyer. Uh, into Ohio State, <laughs> and it worked once, and then never again. Jim Harbaugh, you dropped I'm, Jim Harbaugh into Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The jury's still out on did it work or not. <laughs> it didn't. It like, so, so no, um, I don't. I don't think. Okay, what does success look like realistically for Brian Kelly? Like, what's the metric? It's a national championship, right? You got that yep. guy winning yep. the national oh. championship in the SEC West. That means he's mm. got to be there long enough to see Saban go. Saban, who looks like the healthiest, most vibrant 71-year-old. They ran a whole the bit. The, the, oddly enough, dip back in that game just a second, because I didn't get to talk. We didn't talk about any of the coverage stuff like I was doing. But Fox, that's already weird that that game was on Fox. I was disjointed. Yeah, well, Fox's big pregame package right before the game was an interview with Nick Saban that was mostly focused on his beef with Jimbo Fisher, and also mm-hmm. the fact that 
he can't even think about retiring because he doesn't know what he would do to fill his time. Like, my dude ain't going anywhere. So, Brian Kelly's got to survive that. Brian Kelly's got to survive the next, whatever Sam Pittman's doing at Arkansas. Brian Kelly's got to survive if Lane Kiffin can keep being okay. At, like, it, it ain't going to get easier over there. Brian Kelly's got to survive whoever the next Auburn coach is. Brian Kelly's yeah, got to Yeah, I was going to say, he's got to survive Hugh Kirby's, Freeze. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's got to survive Auburn. Hugh Freeze. Brian Kelly's got to survive the the Georgia monster he might meet in the SEC championship game. So I don't know. Like, success is a national championship there, and I don't know if he can get there. Yeah, success is a national championship, or at, at the very least, a conference championship in three yeah. or four years. And I don't – I mean, you just ran through it. Um the other thing from last week, we don't have to talk about it a lot, but the most Iowa game ever. Uh, we we just completely glo- uh, no. We did the right week, thing but... because it was seven to three. And go- <laughs> no, like I'm sorry, internet. Two safe. Not- it was seven to three. Was there, there was a not, touchdown scored in that not, game? There was not. There was not a touchdown. Iowa fans were sad when the second safety happened because it made it look like they scored a touchdown. If you go back and look at Iowa fan reaction to that second safety that made that game seven to three, that anyway, game so much more interesting uh, to me if it ends at five to three. One hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. I did see. Oh, oh, oh. Well, we'll bridge to this week. I so because our game was early, I got to drink a lot of tears yesterday, and I found myself. Mm-hmm. In the odd Twitter space of Iowa State and Iowa. And man, yeah. <laughs> I learned. It's such a weird I learned this thing. And, or I didn't learn it, but I internalized it and I truly believe it. When the SEC says it just means more, it just means more, guys. This was the my most God. embarrassing, sad place I've ever been online in my life and this is iowa this is iowa this is for all intents and purposes supposed to be a program uh-huh. i mean they're not but like they got pink lockers and a coach they keep hiring over and over and over again but i mean this is supposed to be but Iowa. in that right? pit that so, i was mining i did find one nugget that tickled the shit out of me <laughs> and it just said simply if this offense keeps up like this the kids are going to stop waving back. <laughs> That's really good. I'm glad I'm glad uh freezes back on Twitter. <laughs> um <laughs> man, what a really get a lot of airtime today. Um let's get back to the Sun Belt. The Hankins curse survives Nebraska my God, Scott Frost. Uh, you know, we we heard uh, from our our last joint appearance on the Ump uh, every Friday, four thirty Central, five thirty Eastern. UmpSports.com. We are on local sports radio. Uh, he went off on Scott Frost. How basically they're waiting to fire him until October for contract purposes. Um, I mean, what? what who cares about money anymore? You're Nebraska. Fire him today. Lost to Georgia Southern. State. Georgia Southern. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. But sorry. no, Shawnee. Georgia Southern. That's more important. What you just did is more important because he lost to a school that you don't even know what they are. I for- Their uniforms forgot- look like the uniforms 
in a movie about football where they didn't spring for the rights <laughs> to anything. You know, it's so funny that you bring that up. It, like, I was looking at them yesterday, and I'm like, that looks like the like graphic art from, like, do you remember the ESPN show yes, Playmakers? Yes, exactly. Yes. Like, they had all these fake they NFL teams. They didn't pay for any rights. It was basically, like, it was, like, 1999. The Dragons. The Wolves. <laughs> The storm. But I forgot Clay Helton is the head football coach of Georgia Southern. Former USC uh, coach. Uh, former uh, UAB quarterback is their offensive coordinator. And again, you can, we don't have to talk long about the game itself because just rewind a few seconds and listen to what we said yeah. about A&M and App State. <laughs> it's that game. It was not yeah. wacky, this, that. Like, no. And again, like, and... I, I bought into the narrative that surely Scott Frost couldn't lose all these one-score games again. Wrong. I'm wrong. Hankins was wrong. Five and 21. And I read a piece of somebody games. examining that, and I took the side of, like, at some point that's got to turn around, right? You're in the game. At some point you're going to start winning the games. And they said, no, I think that points to that points <laughs> to bad coaching. Like, you can't make decisions. You're in the game. At some point, you're going to start some winning. some point. I mean, Shaq told me. That's what Shaq told me. <laughs> That's what Shaq told me. Um, Wait, who is who is the who's the offensive coordinator? George? I don't Stanford? know. I just know he used to play quarterback at UAB. I heard it last night on the broadcast. Okay, they play, <laughs> oh, man, they play UAB next week. Um, so, I thought that that would turn around. They said, no, that points more to bad coaching in that he can't make decisions. He can't make changes. He can't do these things to turn these games around. And, look, I was flat out wrong. I was reading the tea leaves, seeing what narrative could bubble up. This one ain't bubbling, gang. He's still alive in the Big Ten. That's what the problem is. Like, <laughs> that Wisconsin, took an, Wisconsin sucks on that side of the bracket. I don't think North, <laughs> Northwestern also sucks. They beat them. That, But, like, they suck. So, if they rattled all three or four I losses might. in a row, I wouldn't be shocked by that. He's still alive on that side, which to your earlier point is, you cannot wait because God help you if you do, and he stumbles, bumbles, he and fumbles and up. beats Oklahoma this week. Now now you're stuck. Yeah. Um, you know, to your point, it's the the worst thing that could happen <laughs> to Nebraska is they start winning conference Was games. it Les Miles? Didn't we see this happen with Les Miles? He won a game and it, it saved him for a little yeah. while. Um, yeah, and I mean, that's that's why they jumped on firing him right after he uh, couldn't manage a clock yeah. against Auburn. Like, they, you understand that if you, if you give a guy a chance, you get stuck with him. Uh, Auburn might be saying the same thing right now. Like, oh, no, we should have just pulled the trigger. Now, like, that's a real thing. Um, and from a point of privilege, we can say, what does money matter? But I would say that in the Nebraska program, $7.5 million is a little different than $7.5 million would be to uh, a big a. brand school. With like, and I'm not State. taking shots at Nebraska, but, like, that, that might mean something. But you might just have to suck it up. And pony up, or you got to say we're riding it to the end of the year. Like they, those are your options, really. Um, let's move on to uh, the Thunder and Herd. Take it, uh, scoring the big upset win against twenty and a half point favorite. I believe the same spread Alabama had against Texas, which is insane. Uh, Notre Dame. Um, 
Marcus Freeman has lost his first three games as Notre Dame head coach. I, I, I think that stat is, it's certainly a stat. But I'm not ready to call that a what, stat. That is one was yeah, a bowl game last year. Does not count. and and we're talking Ohio and of course they were going to lose. Of course Ohio they State. were. So but I'm ready to call it. They were in the game. Um, Absolutely, they were. Um, and Marcus Freeman took a beat up, uh, beat up Notre Dame team uh, back home and fell to the Marshall Thundering Herd, twenty six to twenty one. Um, another game I didn't bear, uh, bother to watch because I figured an upset was in not a happening. game that really wasn't as close. Like this game was the mirror image of the other two. Like it was. Yeah. yeah. It, this these were not. Oh my God! Can you imagine these crazy plays? Like yes, <laughs> there no, was. It was just a. There was a big doctor. pick six that, that turned the Notre Dame Marshall game around, but Notre Dame had had to come back to take a lead in the fourth quarter. Like this was throughout the game, this thing their their offense was just in the mud. That's the bigger issue. The offense was in the mud against Ohio State as well. Um, yeah, but here's the thing: I want there are better people to analyze these games that you can go hear this from, but you can only get this from this. This what? this this analysis you can only get from this podcast, um, which is me and the rest of the undeniable watching the end of this game as we're getting ready to cut a promo <laughs> with the TV on mute because we're watching uh, Tennessee and Pitt on prime on the prime screen. We're watching Notre Dame and Marshall on mute, and they're just showing me shots of Charlie Huff. <laughs> So you know what the running commentary about Charlie Huff was. So it bounced back and forth between how excited Charlie Huff was to get back to his barbecue that he had at home. And at some point, Charlie Huff did take a minute to call his son and tell him to get his special baster and sprinkle that chicken on his rotisserie because he likes his edges crispy. (laughs) And then cut to shots of sad Notre Dame players being upset because they know the only thing they're going to get in the locker room is their coach constantly singing Drake lyrics to them, trying to reference this through Drake <laughs> lyrics, and they're they are fed up with it. They are absolutely tired of it. Um, what's uh, what's undeniable? Hankins? Undeniable is a dominant wrestling faction comprised of me, Matt Hankins, Brian Blaze, and Shane Marks, who run roughshod all over the Georgia independent wrestling scene. And if I if I'm just like if I just like find myself at prowrestlingtees.com, what should, you should I search? Just go to Shane Marks. That's Shane Space M A R X to find all the wonderfully fashionable, undeniable merchandise you could ever want. Pro Wrestling designed by fashionista Larry Matthew Hankins. Um, still a big fan of that uh, Charlie Manson uh, <laughs> impression you did. <laughs> Like um, Notre Dame, you're 0-2. That's real bad. And if you look up and down that schedule, there's a lot more of these possibilities. <laughs> like, there are more of these games. And I yeah. think if we bridge that to our former LSU point, this team did not get terrible because Marcus Freeman doesn't know how to coach. This team does not have... No. This ain't no. X's and O's. This is Jimmy's and Joe's. It's it's Jimmy's and Joe's, and uh, you know, 
I I never hear about this in in the in the professional sports pundit punditry world. So I just assume it's it's something that I focus on and it's dumb. But when you hire a defensive coordinator as your head coach, you have to get ready for some games. For some like games this. where the offense doesn't hum. Like it just that I mean, this isn't, you know, it took Saban a very long time Absolutely. to start we putting 60 on the board. We were, went through a lot of these, not like this, but used to be a blowout for us as Alabama fans. We lost to UL Monroe. In the, the early year. goings of the Saban era, I say, oh, it's the gentleman's blowout. It's 24 to 3. That's a gentleman's blowout. <laughs> that is what we became accustomed yeah. to. Um, and there was a point in the game um, right before, about six minutes before halftime, I think Texas had punted or some Alabama had the ball unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, and I said, in the good old days, Alabama would rattle off 16 points in these next six minutes, and that would be that. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be the end of the game. The game would end 38 to 10 or something or whatever. Like, that'd be that. Um, but when you have a defensive, oh my God, looking at this uh, Notre Dame, oh, looking at this Notre Dame schedule. <laughs> it ain't good. What do they got? Uh, USC. So they got Cal next, then UNC. Yeah. That Notre, Notre Dame versus UNC could get real, real stupid. I mean, shit, Cal isn't a guarantee. No, but win. UNC seems to just. It's in South Bend. Just so play, UNC wants to play whatever you want to play. That's what they want to do. Yeah. They just want to be seven points better same. than you. And that yeah. game could get buck wild. BYU had a dog fight with Baylor last night. Did not look bad. Yeah. Um, no, Stanford's no. awful. Barely. UNLV, Syracuse. And then on the fifth, they get Clemson. Clemson, Navy, Boston College, USC is how they close this thing out. Uh, Notre Dame could go five and seven. This they week. could be needing to beat USC to get bowl eligible. Because <laughs> if I give them Cal... UNC. Two, imagine three. Imagine a Notre Dame USC matchup where the winner gets to go to a bowl. That could happen this year. Talk about like the rivalry being taken down to its lowest point. Wow! Like Notre Dame may need to win one of their final four. Oh, Boston College probably stinks. Uh, but yeah, like if but if they slip yeah. up anywhere. If they don't win all the winners that are left on the schedule, they could be in for it. They better be thinking, touchdown Jesus, that they don't have to play the fastest growing program in college football <laughs> in their ACC matchup this year. It could get real ugly. Um, <clears throat> let's get on over to Tennessee, who has a coach who has more of a Freddie Kitchens body than Freddie Kitchens. Um that guy, I can't believe that guy played quarterback in Oklahoma. Um, Tennessee might be good. That is what is so incredibly aggravating about this. Team. Went into I, you know, I, I have to apologize to your listeners for a lot of things, but this time um, I'm going to do it where I, uh, I do this thing where I just bring up games and don't even like say the score. Uh, if you didn't see it, Tennessee beat Pittsburgh in OT. 34-27 So, <laughs> Tennessee won the game. I have to give them credit for that. Pitt is a team that is certainly serviceable. Um, they are coached by an absolute asshole, but is probably <laughs> a good football coach. 
And they so they have to get credit for winning a game in Pitt, Johnny Majors Classic, big big thing. Have to give them the credit. Um, they're monsters because the offensive coordinator's dad died that day, and they still hurt that man in overtime. So that's monstrous. But the other thing is. They tried to give that game to Pitt so many times, and Pitt refused to take it. Ooh. <laughs> Turnovers, missed, you know, missed easy conversions. They tried their best to give it away, and they just could not get it done. It's, you know, I, I think that you, you are right. You are right that uh, Tennessee had plenty of opportunities to lose. They tried. They tried mightily, but they didn't. They didn't. Um, and and I think that's the difference between, you know, Jeremy Pruitt's in New York City. Well, not New York City, Northern New Jersey with the Giants right now for a reason. He's not in Knoxville. Um, I think that you know games like this yesterday for Tennessee is what they need to be a successful Tennessee team. Um, it, it sets uh, Josh Heupel apart from coaches like Scott Frost, like, you know, the, the Mike Shula syndrome where you lose these one score games more often than you win them. And, you know, Florida's not back yet. Kentucky certainly looks good. I, they, they, they probably hit their ceiling, uh, you know, as far as, you know, not necessarily for the, for the season, but there is a space to fill for that second team in the SEC East who can catch Georgia off guard when they play them and win the division. And I think Tennessee is that, that team. You're right. And I hate it. Um, You're right. Like, because I don't know what Florida is. I don't have a clue what Florida is. They go as Richardson goes and Richardson seems to be, I'm in or I'm out. If you get him in, he's going to be hard to beat. But if you catch him out, he's going to give you 14 points because he's going to literally throw the ball directly to a defender. (laughs) Here you go, pal. This is yours. Um, well, we'll get. I have. I have so many. I have so many thoughts on that play. But we'll we'll get to that next. Looking at the rest of Tennessee's year, you're right. Everything like, if I take the Alabama team I saw yesterday, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. In at Rocky Top, and you know, Hendon Hooker, like the the way the SEC SEC might have the best crop of quarterbacks it's ever had. Like who was who was the the Florida uh, uh, quarterback who he played for the Bears? He had a dumb name. Um, oh God! Basically, it, for for the first time in oh I, I, I oh think yeah yeah years, yeah 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 made it to the Super Bowl. With Rex. Awful. Oh yeah, Rex. Yes, Manning. Rex Manning Day. I don't know. Rex Chapman Manning. <laughs> <laughs> um, the SEC had. Their crop of quarterbacks in 2022 is probably the best that we've seen in decades. And Hendon Hooker is a part of that. Hendon Hooker might be the ninth best quarterback in the conference. He still is. He still can hang with the Anthony Richardsons, with uh, Rex Grossman. Uh, what's his name over in Rex Grossman. Um, so, and, you know, Tennessee needs that. They don't necessarily need a T. Martin or need a Peyton Manning, but they need somebody like Hendon Hooker that can carry the team. And Offensively, I, I they are clearly... It. Better. They can score. Um, yeah. But they also would love to give you the football if you would like to take it. They can't. They'd love to. <laughs> would you like the football? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, 
that shit plays against Pitt, but I don't know if it plays against. I don't know if it plays against Florida or Kentucky. I it damn sure ain't gonna play against Georgia. But like you said, they just need to win one that they're not supposed to, and they'll be right there. Like you, yeah. I don't know. Like I, and that's what I hate. I hate these teams that I can't look at and say, nope, that's what they are. They're gonna do this or that. I don't yep. know what they are. I don't know what they're going to And do. it's weird when that team is it Tennessee. Because Tennessee has always been so fucking transparent. It is. You've always known. It, you, it, it's been very easy to diagnose Tennessee is very good or Tennessee is mediocre. That's always been easy. And I can't do it with this Let's guy. Let's head on over to, uh, well, I guess Gainesville. But um, Kentucky... Now has their most winning winningest coach in school's history. Which, if you were to tell me that Bear Bryant only won sixty games at Kentucky and was the winningest coach, believed it. Um, <laughs> and the fact that Bear Bryant won sixty games in Kentucky back then, uh, I imagine that was spread across twenty. <laughs> it was not that long. Really. Um, it was not long. <laughs> <laughs> but because you know, back then seasons only had eight games, but. Um, you know, Florida, again, Billy Napier, they they didn't win the game. They lost at home to Kentucky. It's never a good thing. Um, they they just need to be able to play 60 minutes. Uh, I, 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 think, I think the talent's there. The talent's there more so than we thought. Um, Anthony Richardson uh, obviously has some things to learn. Um, maybe... Communicate with their wide receivers better on how to run a route. Maybe a hitch turns into a, into a sprint. Um, but that, you know, the, you mentioned the interception, uh, I think his second one of, of the game a couple minutes ago. Like, I, I, I think it's more than, well, I couldn't read the cloud coverage. Yeah. That play. Yeah. Um, there are, there are issues with, with AR, but, um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think Florida should be depressed. Kentucky's a good football team. And they're going to continue to be a good football team. Um, and I just, I I think Billy, Billy Napier is still on the right track. I like how he handled that game on the sideline. Um, because he didn't try, he, he looks, Billy Napier looks like he is being his authentic self. And I think that is very important. Um, I think Nick Saban is his it's authentic so self weird. when he's out there. And I think it people get in trouble when they try to be something that they're not. There, if you're not a crazy, fiery, wacky coach, you can't be that. Like, you can't do it. Same thing with Mark yeah, Stoops. You can't be, you got to be like when the kid threw a terrible interception, he pulled him to the side and said, You got this, you're okay. I think that's very important in that situation, especially with that quarterback whose, whose problems are inconsistency. And there was Dan Mullen's a crazy maniac, maybe a stupid idiot. I don't know. <laughs> could be, could be a lot of things. He's certainly a Darth Vader, whatever. I don't know. Quarterback but there was some reason he did not play whisperer. Richardson last year when he was playing for his job. There was a reason he there's he saw something that said don't do that. Um, the kid clearly has athletic talent, um, but he's got to work on the decision making part, and he's got to he's got to be better in the in the simple parts of quarterbacking than the fun crazy athletic parts of it. Um, but in doing that, I think the big lesson we learned is. And I think this year might echo it more than anything. Last week don't mean shit this year. 
Last week means absolutely yeah. nothing. Nothing. I mean, <laughs> week two, man. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, if Kentucky uh, didn't, uh, you know, pick up their offensive line at Home Depot, uh, yesterday morning, <laughs> then they may have scored more than 26. I mean, I, I, I don't think this is this 26-16 win by Kentucky is a question of Florida being bad. I think it's Kentucky being I think good. it's Kentucky being good, borderlining on possibly very good. If, if they, they had, had offensive, offensive line. line. But that's what's going to happen at a school like that, right? There's always going to be a glaring yeah. piece because you just can't yeah. get enough groceries. You can't get enough groceries. You can get a lot of good groceries, but you're going to be – this mill is always going to be needing something. God damn, this risotto would be great, but we just need a <laughs> – Something. Um, but, but if I'm Florida, don't freak out, Florida. Just let it ride. No. Things no. are okay. Um, but all, last week meant nothing for anybody. That is for anybody. Next week, these teams are going to look completely different, most likely. I think that's going to be this year. Of course. And, I, you know, I, I definitely think you're right. Um, but... Looking at the performance that Kentucky had yesterday, they they didn't just win the game. They didn't just bottle up uh, Anthony Richardson. They they were down sixteen they to were. seven at they one were. point. F- they, and that sixteen came from a a, a mistake on uh, special teams where um, Kentucky had uh, where they had to kick it out of the end zone, and so Florida had the the sixteen to seven lead and the ball with like what, and the three swamp minutes going left crazy. They had everything. The swamp going crazy. And you know, the play before that interception before halftime, it was mentioned. Now don't do anything stupid here. Cause you don't want to give Kentucky back the momentum. And that's exactly what they did. Um, that, that interception, uh, you know, got Kentucky back into it. They took that momentum in the second half and that's what winning teams do. And, you know, we talked about Tennessee, being one upset every not Florida anymore, but any SEC East team is one catch Georgia on a bad week from winning away. the whole shooting match, and that's and Kentucky is still one of those teams after week two, and it's better than not it being is. one of those teams. It is, it is right um, now, Shawnee. Right what do you, now, uh, I, I, if you had to pick right now. The team that you had to be with in the East for the next two years, Kentucky or Tennessee? Who do you pick? Uh, Tennessee. I think I think Kentucky's their their ceiling. I I, I think they're at their ceiling. I think they're going to be nine ten wins, uh, or seven to ten wins as long as Stoops is there. And I I don't think they'll ever win the division. Even though I did call you them did to win the literally division, predict them to win the division. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know who. I think I'd pick Kentucky just because I, there's still a little helter skelter in Tennessee that scares me. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you did say two seasons, uh, long enough timeline. I, you know, I, I go Tennessee, but two years, I could be convinced Kentucky, but but I say, but I still think Tennessee. I just hate Tennessee so much. That might just be hate talking. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> Uh, the, everything about the schools, uh, <laughs> the colors, uh, their players, the long history of unlikable uh, people at the top, whether it be athletic director or head coach. Um, but they had a guy named Johnny Majors who had a pretty. He did spelled it right too. Uh, 
<laughs> Just ask anybody but me. Um, what are you What are you looking at next week? Did Did Did, did we leave any any anything out from, from I think yesterday? We hit everything two days ago. Mattered, so. You know, uh, Clemson still looked a little shaky offensively against yeah. Furman, uh, but again. I'm just not, this is the year I'm not putting too much stock in any particular one game. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, oh, Arkansas. Arkansas has got a real bad habit of getting out to a lead. <laughs> What's that? And then futzing around because they let <laughs> South Carolina claw back into that thing much like they did Cincinnati last last week. Oh, South um, there, but no, next week is kind of awful. So if you've got a wedding or something, gang, next week's the week to do it. Uh, I mean, I, I was I was looking at uh, my favorite TV scheduling web page, and it is a web LSU page on the internet. LSUfootball.net, LSUfootball.net slash TV schedule dot HTM, and these are the four games that I came up with. Georgia at South Carolina. Over by halftime. Cal at Notre Dame. Also over by halftime. <laughs> Irish get Mississippi right. State, Mississippi State at LSU. <laughs> May not be started and by halftime. And a legitimate one, Miami the, at The Texas problem with Miami at 8 a.m. That's the biggest game of the week. It kicks off at 9 in the East. <laughs> it's a 9 o'clock kick for that game. Oh my god. That makes no sense. That makes zero no, sense. No, it is a tough it's a tough week. However, if this week can translate, if we could translate over to next you know it is a, a thin schedule when the fastest growing football <laughs> program in the country when the Wolfpack and the Texas Tech Raiders kick off at seven in the east. You know you have got slim ass pickings. I, I mean, it makes sense when you know Mississippi State Arizona doesn't kick off until ten p.m. I don't get it. I don't get why. I mean, whatever. But what 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 are you feeling for Miami A and M? I don't have a clue. If I'm being honest with you, <laughs> I, I really don't. Like Miami is supposedly back. Miami has done their job up to this point. They they dragged around with Southern Miss a little while yesterday, and then they ran away with it, which I think is fine. That is, there's that's not. Oh man, you got no. That's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, A and M look had a terrible loss, but. They've been prepared. Based on the fact of how they lost that game yesterday, they have been preparing for Miami for two weeks. So they've got a week head start on preparation. Um, yeah. <laughs> and as I mentioned in my commentary earlier, I think that pride should have taken over and won them that game last week. So I'll say this about Miami and A&M. That is A&M's measuring stick. And it's not whether they win the game or lose the game. Because it's possible that they could just outhorse Miami if everybody's playing okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, but if AM comes in there and they man up and just push Miami around, and maybe, I don't care. If, if This is the one time you'll ever hear me say this. If AM goes out in the second quarter 
and starts a big dust up. Somebody gets a personal foul for talking a little shit to Miami. I might allow it because I need to see somebody from that team stand up and say, not on my watch, dude. No, not today. I think you're right. And, you know, we're going to see if Jimbo Fisher can, uh, you know, kind of recover um, because this this might be the this might be the turning point in Jimbo Fisher's time at Texas A&M. You know, we talked all offseason again about they're probably going to be three and two by the time they get to uh, Tuscaloosa. And it uh, Jimbo can't. My God, if they lose this game, Arkansas is next. A losable game. If they're two and three, I mean that's. But uh, they're not. God, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not gonna get any better for A and M this year. No. It's not. It never gets. It gets easier, uh, but it never gets easy. <laughs> it's it's the it's the uh, uh, opposite of the um, LGBT youth uh, campaign. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't get, get better. better. <laughs> <laughs> See, if we were SEC shorts and actually funny, that's what we would do. That's a good bit. You know what's not a good bit? Talking about Brian, how Brian Kelly uh, is a coach. Literally the last video they made. Literally the last video they made. SEC shorts. I can't wait for this week's episode. To just be Texas and Texas A&M in a room arguing about something. Hey, well, you better get... God, that's going to be it. That's all... That's. Well, you know, you better... You know, I'm going to tell mom. Yep, they're going to be kids. They're going to be kids. They're going to talk about, like, telling mom. And when you get to the SEC, you need to do this. Well, you better watch out when I get to the SEC. I dislike SEC shorts. This has been Throw the Flag Sports... You can find us. Our <laughs> really, really brought that down for a landing. You can. <laughs> I'm coming the down. We call them easy. <laughs> Read our uh, columns on two five six today dot com. You can tell us what we did wrong on Twitter at t t f f o o t ball t t f football. Or on Instagram at Throw the Flag. We're never giving up that handle. Week two, that's it. Go Niners.